Sugar, spice, and everything nice. These are the things you need to make a good Powerpuff Girls game. But the developers added bad gameplay to this one. But let's see how that Tom and Jerry game does. Why not? I didn't say the name of our show. Welcome to Ultra 64. You 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 we, made uh, such a complicated intro for yourself that you got lost instantly. I wrote that, so that down. That so are you good. kidding me? I wrote that down. So uh, we are the we are the Internet's comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. Each and every week we are playing a randomly selected game or two from the Nintendo 64 catalog and we are playing it and we are experiencing dizzying highs and lowest of lows as we bounce between the games. My name is Steve Guntley. I am one half of the dramaturgical dyad Woody Siskowski. <laughs> uh, we are very excited to have a special guest on with us today. Uh, please say hello everyone to Blair Gorman. Hello! Hello. No, Blair. He, he, he was oh, everyone else he, yeah, says hello. You be yes. quiet. All the listeners are saying hello. You sit to you. silently and let yeah. the listeners Just talk. Just edit to it you. in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Blair. We're so happy to have you. I'm so happy to see you guys. Yeah, we're excited. I, I know. Uh, implying that we've been the best of friends for so long. <laughs> we go time way we have. <laughs> in we internet go, time. Yeah, I believe time. you and I have known each other about four minutes now. Yeah, Woody stays away from Twitter completely. So that's oh, that's entirely my. I only I only do it to round. enter contests to win hero clicks. It's true. But that's how I started too. I was getting free food from Fuji, and then it developed into a giant cult of five thousand people. <laughs> they were yes, they were sending yes. you apples. Um, no, I got pizza and wings and uh, champagne. All sorts Whoa. of shit. Oh, damn. That sounds amazing. Uh, no. Well, we are talking today about two games that are seemingly randomly thrown together, but uh, they're actually pretty much the same game. <laughs> uh, we played Tom and Jerry in Fists of Furry and Powerpuff Girls Chemical Extraction. Uh, so, yeah, it seems kind of random that I'm mashing these together, but they have a lot in common. First of all, they're from the same creator. They're from the same developer. Second of all, they're both... Power Stone ripoffs featuring popular animated characters. And uh, lastly, I wanted to. That was the third reason. <laughs> well, I mean, we got, I think, you know, we try to play these games. We try to set aside an hour to play however many games we're playing. Um, and for a lot of games, we get to the hour and we're like, gee, we've just sort of scratched the surface here. Um, and, you know, I wish we had more time before we talked about this. This, it was, I think we had played through both of these games felt that we had seen sort of everything they had to offer and we're like shit we've only been playing these games a half hour yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we got we got through pretty quickly so woody just kind of slogged through powerpuff yeah girls i 100 percented this game powerpuff <laughs> girls in 20 minutes i agree I, I think i did the same thing uh did you did have you? to turn the sound off shortly after you started no, but no, uh, Nicole, uh, Steve's wife, Nicole, had to leave the she room. She had to leave, yeah, yeah, because uh, she couldn't deal with it. It's like they took the hook from that uh, uh, opening credit sequence and just beat it into the ground. I mean, that's it. That's it. That's all that's they it. did. That's, that's all you all get. Like, Even for the whole screens. <laughs> I mean, <come> on. <laughs> yeah, it's completely... Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get yeah. to that. First, first, I want to talk a little bit about the little game called Power Stone, because uh, both of these games owe a lot to Power Stone. Uh, Power Stone was released on the Dreamcast in 1999, and there was a sequel in 2000. It was it wasn't like a huge, huge seller, but it's a very influential kind of game because it was a new take on fighting games. Mm -hmm. It's like 
I think they call it an arena fighter. So basically you're in kind of a isometric 3D space and it's mostly about running around, picking up items and smashing each other than about getting up close and beating the crap out of each other. So think kind of 3D Smash Brothers and you have the right idea. Yeah. If you haven't played Smash, uh, Power Stone. Uh, so yeah, I think both of these have a lot in common with that, and so we need to at least shout it out a little bit. Yeah, but... and Power, I mean, Power Stone is a lot of fun. It's it's sort of chaotic. It's a little hard to figure out sometimes how the game systems in it work. There's a lot of power-ups. You're like, I don't know what this red power-up does versus this blue power-up. Right. Hey, I left my glasses here. Yes, you did. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's... It's still a really nice, polished game that is kind of a standout multiplayer game for the Dreamcast. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely check it out if you have a Dreamcast and you haven't played Power, Power Stone. Definitely check it out. It's also on PSP. Blair, have you ever played that one? Not in forever because I did not have a Dreamcast. Yeah. So whenever I'd go to friends' houses, just get our little jimmies out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but definitely, I agree. It has influenced so many games. Since. That was their mascot, right? Was Dreamcast Jimmy? Dreamcast, Dreamcast Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I'm Dreamcast Jimmy. I want Come on, get you your Jimmies out with the Dreamcast. <laughs> Look how cutting edge our system is. You can play Seaman. You can play Power Stone. You got one of them little screens in the controller. Oh my God! Coming new on Dreamcast is Choo Choo Rocket. <laughs> get out your Jimmies with Choo Choo Rocket. <laughs> it's the way of the future. <laughs> and it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, sadly, no. Uh, we sadly, had big dreams. No. Big dreams. You know, you know, it, it, the Dreamcast did legitimately like blow everything else out of the water when it came out, and then just nobody bought it. Oh yeah. Whatever. Oh yeah. Whatever. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's move on to the first game we're talking about today. This game is called Tom and Jerry in Fists of Furry. This was released November twelfth, two thousand. Developed by Viz Interactive and published by New Kid Co. And this was also released on Windows PC. So both of our games today have been developed by Viz Interactive. V-I-S, I think it's an acronym for something, but I don't know what. Very important, shark. <laughs> oh, wait. Yes. It, sharks. <laughs> Very important, mm. sharks. <laughs> Um, so the company was founded in 1996 and dissolved in 2007. In the meantime, they released a small number of notable games, including the previously mentioned uh, Earthworm Jim 3D, the GTA wannabe State of Emergency, the disappointing Evil Dead Fistful of Boomstick, Ooh. and the hilariously misguided Narc for the Xbox, where you take a bunch of drugs so, and weird to get superpowers. By notable, you meant it terrible. Notably, <laughs> and that is terrible, but it's pretty. It's pretty. It's like Narc is like a good bad video game. Like it's those really, are hard to find. It's shitty as hell and so misguided but it's a lot of fun to play uh the company squeezed out one more game each based on tom and jerry and powerpuff girls but that was about all they had left in them after these games so they were you know on once you have out. that that sort of track record of quality people catch on eventually they do yeah they're like all right ljn had a pretty good run from it but uh eventually Large people figured it out juniper nipples yep. yeah yeah that was their downfall they were they're almost as good as very important sharks large juniper nipples <laughs> Let me take that down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, we talked about New Kid Co. back when we played our Elmo games. I'm sorry you missed out on the Elmo games. Oh, we learned how to count and how to read. Yeah, those were the other games yeah. we 100 percented. Um, Can I tell you that I did an Elmo uh, puppet show in kindergarten <laughs> for the talent show? Nice. That's amazing. Shining moment of my past. <laughs> did he learn how to read? Did he go on adventures in Numberland? There was definitely not enough time or, you know, my brain capacity at six to make that, that big of a story arc. That plus was the, saved for part two of the miniseries. Plus the studio kept pulling your funding, <laughs> yeah, you know, so you exactly. had to keep, like, revising your vision. That and does it just, sound it, like my yeah. puppet show now. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so um, let's before we talk about this game, let's talk about Tom and Jerry a little bit. First of all, is, they make delicious, delicious ice cream. They do the best ice cream. <laughs> I've heard about this. And oh my God. Yeah, what what is your favorite flavor of Tom and Jerry ice cream? Uh, the one with all the cat hair in it. <laughs> yep, it's exactly. Delicious. Mine is the one with the bleeding mouth. <laughs> oh my God. I love that one too because yeah. I got to sue them, and that's how I bought this house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're good. It's, today's episode of Ultra Sixty Four brought to you by Steve suing Tom and Jerry ice cream. <laughs> Didn't know Tune you in for our next. LLC. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. uh, so, did anybody actually watch Tom and Jerry growing up? Oh, like, come I feel on. like I've s- really have you. Have you? You actually you, have. So, what? I feel like I missed out on this what? completely. I've seen like individual like shorts and everything once in a while, but this was not on heavy rotation in my house at all. I was I was what we had a Looney Tunes hell? household. Thing. <laughs> you can do both, and they kind of coincided for a bit. It was part of the uh, what was it? The song melody? The, not Mary Melodies. The Mary, but there was, Mary Melodies. It wasn't Mary Melody's, but they were they were connected in some way for a while during the transition of ownership at one point. Right? So yeah, it switched hands like several it. times. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> what, what I remember is I sort of associated Tom and Jerry with just being an old and bad cartoon that I didn't care about, kind of in the same way that Scooby Doo would be. Um, but then when Cartoon Network sort of came around. Um, whenever we were at a hotel room, I was like, "Oh God, I got to watch Cartoon Network," and they just like. <laughs> pumped out with the tom and jerry cartoons it was on so much oh yeah and i watched it and still didn't really like it but that's that's where i remember seeing it yeah i mean i've I've seen like bits and pieces and i know it's like really beloved but i think it's just something i kind of it it just kind of passed me over tom and jerry uh... by tony morrison (laughs) you're not you're not a fan of really animals okay I mean, I definitely am, but I mean, if we're going with sadistic animals, I gotta go itchy and scratchy every time. But well, they see, I got things it. exist without it. Come on, come on. I don't know about that. Sylvester and Tweety still exist. Still existed before Tom. Well, and Jerry. see, I feel like so Looney Tunes came out a little before. A little before, um, but I feel like Tom and Jerry was the thing that sort of took it to the, a slightly more violent, yeah, extreme. Sure, yes, um, yes. they reveled. They reveled in their violence, and they really like they planned out these sadistic little. <laughs> These sadistic little hoo haws that they had with each other. It seemed more yeah. like they were enjoying the torture of it. <laughs> so, like, you're you're kind of like an animation nerd <laughs> slash nerdette. I don't know how this is the proper term. Like, nerd, did they have like rules for Tom and Jerry the way that they had rules for like Bugs Bunny, like that you know of? Wait, say that again. Where, I couldn't hear that. Did did they have rules when they were animating Tom and Jerry, like similar to Bugs Bunny? I'm not sure if you even know that, but it, like. Bugs Bunny had like these very specific rules. Wiley Coyote had these very specific rules. Were were Tom and Jerry governed by any kind of logic, or were they just constantly smashing each other? Uh, oh well, I mean, mostly. Okay, first of all, they don't really talk. There's very few instances where they speak. You might have noticed in the few episodes you've seen. So mm-hmm. there's only very specific times uh, that they'll actually say words, and it's actually usually not that important, which is interesting. But William Hanna, I know, is doing a lot of the voices and i think it it has to usually end with jerry winning in some way but there's a couple specific episodes where they wanted to test their own boundaries i think where he just pushes tom too far and you actually start really feeling for him it gets to be a little uncomfortable it's like 11 minutes out of the episode (laughs) and and then all of a sudden it'll turn and turn and tom finally will beat him but that's like three out of what a hundred well, yeah, so yeah. I have I I want to I want to back up here a little bit. Is the I know okay. So Tom is a cat. Yes. Yes. Jerry is a. I was going to say dog. <laughs> okay. We just played smaller the same smaller. Yeah, yeah, Jerry is a mouse. A yeah. No. Yeah. They compose. They compose a dramaturgical dyad. <laughs> of I get course. it. Um. <laughs> 
All right, we're recording again. Sorry, everybody. All there right. was a technical glitch. We lost the connection for a moment there. But we are back. And I don't remember what we were talking about. I believe about. we were talking about how Jerry is a small dog. <laughs> okay. That was yeah. that was the discussion. Um, okay, but here, here's my question. Okay. So I get that they are at odds with one another. But does Tom want to eat Jerry? Is that the premise? Like, Wiley Coyote wants to eat the Roadrunner, and that's his goal, and obviously can never succeed. Right. But do Tom does Tom want to eat Jerry, or do they just, like hate each other and want to like cause each other pain hmm. well I, I mean i assume they're eating but yeah go ahead i think that that becomes an element but not because that was the original intention i think that there are times that tom is so fed up with this especially since he's usually the bitch in the situation <laughs> that yes he will like try to eat him but it's not that's not the main focus it seems like that would make sense since they've continued to stereotype but, sure. uh, no i think they just really sadistically like to torture each other Though actually, that might be true. I don't think I don't know if cats actually eat mice so much as just like. Oh, they of, definitely do. Oh, they do. Oh, they don't. Oh, yeah. They don't yeah. just want to rip them apart and leave them at your doorstep. Yeah. I mean, they do both. Yeah, <laughs> okay. they can do both. You got to get you one that can do both. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Look at this gift I brought you. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about the history of Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry were created by William Hanna and Joseph Barbera in 1940. The cartoon centers on the eternal battle between a vicious cat named Tom, who wants nothing more than to destroy a smart-ass mouse named Jerry. But he's foiled at every turn, often violently, and it's similar to the dynamic between Sylvester and Tweety Bird, who debuted one year earlier in 1939. So like all great American traditions, Tom and Jerry has some very uncomfortable racist stuff in its history. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, the very first short was called Puss Gets the Boot. And it starred a cat named Jasper, a mouse that looked kind of like Jerry but was never given a name, and a really, really unfortunate racial caricature named Mammy Two Shoes, mm. who uh, we don't see her face, but she speaks in a very rough uh, step and fetch it kind of Jim Crow era voice. For younger listeners, think Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Pretty close. Wait, you mean younger than people who were in Jim Crow? Yes. For those of you not born during the Hayes administration. For those of you who remember buying Uncle Tom's Cabin on day one. Yeah, um, exactly. Yes, yes. Um, instead, time, though, they do. They just uh, took that out of the universe. They did, yeah. They removed Mammy Two-Shoes from a lot of the skit sketches, or from a lot of the cartoons. And uh, they, they replaced her with a skinny white woman, which I feel like is another issue that should be discussed, <laughs> that we're erasing black characters and putting white characters in there. But <laughs> is it better than having a racist character? In I don't know. All of it. Either way, there was like a special released, uh, uh, like a special DVD released where Whoopi Goldberg introduced all of the uncut original Tom and Jerry videos saying like, just letting you know, this is super racist, but it's a time capsule. It's kind of an important thing. So just know that we're leaving this in here. This doesn't reflect current views. Enjoy the cat violence and that's, racism. That seems like the way to do it. Yeah, that's what she said. She said, please enjoy the following racism. I'm Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Star of Theodore Rex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think that's sort of the, the right way to handle that kind of thing. Because yeah, they yeah. are, you know, they are innovative, important cartoons in the realm of... Uh, if there if there was a museum for cat on mouse violence, I'm sure they would be up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that would be a very odd museum. I think we can all agree on that. I think we would. I think, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would go there though every day. <laughs> so uh, the you know racist uh, content aside, uh, the short was a hit. It's not like that was a huge component of Tom and Jerry. That had to be like, a draw for a lot of people. Though. Oh yeah, it was huge with the clan. <laughs> the was Tom and Jerry? Who do you see would root for Tom or Jerry? 
Oh, uh, God. I feel like they're definitely like Tom stands for that. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, although, I mean, I, I'm kind of a Tom stand myself. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I've got to remove some problematic elements from this broadcast. <laughs> oh, no. uh, we'll talk later. <laughs> so, um, the, you know, the, the cartoon was a hit, and MGM commissioned more from Hanna-Barbera, so the two held a uh, contest in-house to name the characters, and animator John Carr won by suggesting the name of his favorite holiday cocktail, the Tom and Jerry, mm. which is a mixture of eggnog, brandy, rum, and nutmeg, which sounds kind of good. Yeah, actually. it's a very good cocktail. Yeah, yeah. Have that. you had that? Yes. Okay. Pretty much eggnog. Uh, yeah. Yeah, basically just eggnog the right way. Uh, the drink, <laughs> incidentally, got its name from 19th century British slang for misbehaving children. So, oi, they're acting like a couple of Tom and Jerry's over there. Let's put them in the poorhouse. <laughs> So was this the first cartoon that Hannah and Barbara came up with, or no? Uh, not I think at all. so. Yeah. Wait, so, so this, they, I mean, they, they're they, a huge name in animation. Yeah, I mean. yeah. They were kind of like jobbers at MGM uh, back in the '30s, and just kind of doing storyboard and, and stuff like that. So this was the first time they kind of took the reins on something. Um, the shorts actually became hugely popular, and they tied Disney at the time for the most Oscar wins in the best short animated feature category. So seven Tom and Jerry films have won Oscars. Wow. Which is kind of nuts to me. Uh, so uh, as uh, TV grew more popular, animated shorts and newsreels started getting removed from movies and MGM realized they could make just as much money replaying the old cartoons. So they fired Hannah and Barbera in 1958 they went on to start their own studio, uh, which uh, was mildly successful. Which was called Warner Brothers. Which was called Warner Brothers. They changed. It was their called names. the Shaw Brothers. It was Yakko and, and Dot Warner. That's uh, right. They changed their names to that. And no, uh, it was called Hanna Barbera. Yes. And they popularized Scooby Doo and Huckleberry Hound and Speed Buggy. Yeah. And, and Wacky Races. Wacky. I used to work there, and uh, you could definitely oh, sure. see the Animaniacs come out of the water tower every morning. Every single morning. Every single wait, morning. wait, what? <laughs> she worked at Warner Brothers. Oh yeah, it's true. It's all true. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that you're saying Animaniacs was a documentary? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I really and, don't understand that. Blair Blair was actually the uh, security guard tasked with like wrangling them up every day, like and getting them back, and keeping the them water away tower. from the busty nurse. Lasso. I don't feel they represented you accurately in the cartoon, honestly. No. Doesn't doesn't look much like I was expecting a much taller, fatter man. <laughs> so it was all legalities. They don't want women up in that shit. <laughs> yep, yep. Every time. <laughs> uh, so Tom and Jerry has stayed alive uh, for most of the last eighty years through constant reruns, reboots, feature films, and side projects, and beloved video games. Beloved, beloved video games. The rights to the characters have bounced back and forth for years. It went from Chuck Jones, and then Hanna Barbera got them back, and then Filmation, and then Turner, and then Hanna Barbera got them back again. And these days, they're Warner Brothers. For a brief period, they were being produced just in Czechoslovakia <laughs> for like a year. So, um, and the shorts were like they were run on Cartoon Network and Boomerang here, but they were syndicated, uh, and they were in a really heavy rotation in Europe and the UK. So. Tom and Jerry is kind of a bigger deal over in Europe than they are here. And uh, also Japan, in 2005, uh, there was a survey of the 100 greatest anime programs of all time, and Japanese audiences put Tom and Jerry on that list. It's the only <laughs> Western animation on the list of best anime of all time. Well, it's also not anime. Not so, anime, I mean, I don't want to nitpick with you in Japan. Honorary anime. Okay. Hey, look, I'm not going to tell the Japanese what's not anime. <laughs> okay. if, they, they, if, they want, if they decide it's anime. That's true. That's how it works. I'm not jumping in there. Uh, so there was a movie that came out in 1993. It made the very controversial decision to give Tom and Jerry voices. Uh, 
the the voice they went for for Tom was Richard Kind, who uh, you know is uh, yes, Bing Bong, Bing Bong from Inside Out. Uh, not the voice I would have associated yeah. with Tom at all, um, but they went with that. Uh, no one liked that. <laughs> and uh, and there have been several direct-to-video features. The most notable one is in 2017, Warner Brothers released the baffling, terribly animated direct-to-DVD feature, Tom and Jerry, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, <laughs> which is a nearly scene-for-scene -scene remake of the 1971 Gene Wilder film. They just put Tom and Jerry doing background antics once in a while. Wait, it's really strange. What? Is it animated? It's animated. Okay. Uh, they got a guy who sounds kind of like Gene Wilder. And it's basically the exact word-for-word -word script, except every once in a while they go, oh, and you brought a cat and mouse in here. <laughs> that that sounds it. insane. Oh, she's going to have a fit. <laughs> I mean, if they're not mad about all the dead Oompa Loompas floating in the chocolate stream, I don't think they're going to care <laughs> about a cat and mouse. <laughs> Blood and tears of small orange men. All right, let's finally get to this game here. It feels like it's taken forever because we had an interruption. That's true. But... <laughs> All right, so is there a plot to this game? No, but I did find the manual online and it had this great line of dialogue, one of the greatest things I've ever seen written in my life. Tom and Jerry and Fists of Furry is the first game designed specifically for the N64 console system to pit the classic cat and mouse duo against each other in madcap combat, or should that be madcat tombat? <laughs> oh my god. So let's <laughs> I want to analyze this uh this this uh pun spoonerism whatever you want to call it, madcat tombat. Okay. That's not a thing. I think they're trying to make that a thing. I don't even think that's trying a thing. rhyme shit? I don't even know what thing they're trying to go for. Yeah, I don't know what the joke so wait, what, is. So read the whole sentence. Not the whole sentence, just that last right. part again. Uh, to pit the classic cat and mouse duo against each other in madcap combat, parentheses, or should that be madcat tombat? Close parentheses. No. Because he's a tomcat, but... Yeah. The, madcat tombat. No. I, I well, mean, wait, wait, wait. Does Tom? he use a bat? He uses a bat in it sometimes, right? Oh my, yeah, yeah I, we're giving this more credit than like, Yeah, he runs around with wax him, but that's really not, no, none of that's good. No, no. none of that is good. It's all, it's all bad, but it kind of circles around from being so bad that it comes back yeah. to being great again. Like, so like, rhymes, it's great, that's all we want. I would love to think that whoever's writing these manuals back in the 90s is now like a successful novelist. It was like, Stephen King. This is, this is Cormac <laughs> McCarthy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, in, in between uh, working on Blood Meridian. He, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he wanted something light to pay the bills. Yeah, exactly. So he wrote the manual for Tom and Jerry Fists of Furry. Uh, all right, so for characters. All right, first of all, I'm going to quiz you guys. Can you guys name any characters from Tom and Jerry besides Tom and Jerry? Damn it. And Mammy Two-Shoes. <laughs> there goes my plan. All right, all right Blair's got it. Blair's got it. favorite, you... the little bulldog puppy. Tyke? Yep. Okay. And Spike is his see... dad. Spike and Tyke. Okay, Spike and so they are characters. In this game. I couldn't think of a single other one besides Tom and Jerry, like, off the top of my head. So Blair wins the podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is, uh, your, your crown will be scanned to you, and um, you can print it 3D. Some scary large men will be to your door soon to jump you in. Yeah. Uh, yeah there's a beating initiation, uh, so it's a whole thing. But uh, anyway, so the characters that you can play as in this game are uh, Tom, Jerry, Butch Cat, Duckling, Nibbles, Toodles, Spike, and Tyke. Don't know any of them, but, and we never unlocked any of the others besides Tom and Jerry. Well, you have to beat the whole game to unlock. So you beat the game once to unlock the duck, and then you beat the game with the duck to unlock the next character, and then you beat the game. So you have to beat the game like ten times to unlock everyone. Yeah. But it's all and I didn't, I didn't really want to beat this game once. And <laughs> So yeah, this game, like you said, it's. Um, are, are we are we moving on? To We're good. Okay. Let's move along. Let's, so uh, yeah, let's talk about it. So you, it's a two-player, 
three D fighting game. Yes. Um. So you start on opposite ends of the stage, mm-hmm. and you sort of just run around. There is one attack button mm-hmm. and a jump button and a pick-up item button. Yes. And that's it. So and kind like, of a rudimentary block. Where it's more of like a crouch. I don't, I don't think it does anything. I don't know I that don't... it does, but you crouch <laughs> at least. Um, did, it, yeah. And so the first level you, you played as Tom. You start in the kitchen, um, and sort of things just sort of appear like a fork or a frying pan, or there's chairs that you can pick up, and you just sort of... I mean, this game really loons into just being cartoon violence. Yes, yeah. cartoon violence the game. Sure. Um, and it, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, it looks really nice. Um, I'm I'm gonna just uh, put the horse ahead of the cart a little bit here and just say I kind of loved this game. <laughs> yeah, you. Were, I feel like our scales of yeah. what makes a good and a bad N64 <laughs> game have been so perverted by doing this podcast. I know, I know. We played really so much garbage. We, yeah, because this mm-hmm. game, you're like, yeah, this game's pretty good. Like, it look, looks pretty good. This, this is not a game I would like play in my free time <laughs> for fun. But in the context of this show, this is like upper echelon. This is really I like really the good. implication that somehow we're doing this show not for fun, but that someone is forcing us to. This is a sacred duty. Okay, <laughs> though, I got a vision we, from God. You're aware no one's paying for us. <laughs> it makes it feel better. It's very accurate to the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. And it, it does. It, these characters look really nice. It looks great. It's, it's really colorful. It's fast all moving. Settings, all of the levels are actual scenes from different episodes. Um, a lot of times, recurring environments like the kitchen always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's one thing I liked a lot is the um, the weapons that you find change depending on the level that you play on. So yeah. if you go to the farm, there's like a pitchfork. Oh or, god, uh, the farm gives you a glowing branding iron. Yeah, to I beat know. Each other with. This game is brutal. I'm like that's what <laughs> shit. That's like <laughs> like there's yeah, obviously there's no blood. It's a kid-friendly game, but it's yeah. just like you're, you're doing nothing aside from smashing other people with like bladed hard blunt or hard blunt object like i could see you like using the mortal Kombat engine on these characters <laughs> yeah like the modern mortal Kombat one and just slow motion x-ray of shoving this hot poker inside your lungs or something i want to see that happen <laughs> they definitely leave a lot of the violence to your imagination but the uh, i feel like the sound effects were quite graphic yeah, there's no, a when 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 your character catches on fire, oh, like God, either yeah. on uh, if you step on the stove or the kitchen, or you get hit by a bomb. There's an absolutely blood curdling scream that's just <laughs> awful. That really they sound like they're me. in agony. I know it bothered me too. That's what it sounds like when mice cry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that was it was brutal. Like yeah, you're running around like on fire, and then like um, so there are a couple of different power ups you can get. So. There's a question mark that'll drop in every once in a while, and that'll just give you a random power-up. You can't really choose what it's going to be. But it's either going to be like invisibility, temporary invincibility, uh, you'll get double damage, or you'll get the measles, which is like a uh, green cloud that gathers around you. And then uh, it'll slowly slowly draw your health away until you touch somebody else, and then you pass it on to them. Well, you say somebody else, but there's only one other person in this. Yeah, I mean that's still somebody yeah. else. No, I know, but it, it, <laughs> it is worth playing. It's yeah. worth saying that this game is only two player. It is only two and player, which is I, a shame. That is a big problem with this game, um, is because this is the exact. It's a super simple game, um, and sometimes when games are four player, you get around the super simple by just being crazy and letting you have fun with yes, fun with a group of people. Please. Layers you can play on these multiple layers you can play on. It would help so much better if you could do three to four players, especially since yeah, the system is made the, for it. 
Yeah, and oh, the definitely. stages are pretty big. They are. Like, they're quite big, and and it, it is to that. That's one of the flaws I notice is, is that it is kind of easy to just like evade the other person because the space is big enough you can just kind of outrun them until the time runs out if you want to be a dick yeah i mean the other person but luckily the other person can pick up items and throw them at you and and they seem to kind of home in on you a little bit Yeah, you don't really have to aim your throws which i actually i really appreciate that you don't have to try and aim in this space like on the fly like i think it would kill the momentum of it so i appreciate it yeah and it's not like you can't still like escape the item being thrown at you like you can throw something else at it or you can you can double jump out of the way or something so that, that felt good to me yeah just scope it and that's nice especially with how fuzzy everything gets that nice n64 fog that we <laughs> yeah yeah and the the Which... camera is not bad here either like no. um it you sort of are seeing the whole level at once and it'll kind of i don't even know does it even move at all not... i guess it does a lot like it's mostly zoom and pan, but not... But it's, it's not distracting at all. No, it, it does what I think a, a camera in a video game should do, and is that it, you can, and you, I, can I, you don't have to think about it at all. A lot of the aspects of this game I didn't notice as appreciating while we were playing it, and then we went and started played the Powerpuff Girls game, <laughs> oh, um, and I'm like, oh, it was actually pretty good in the Tom and Jerry game. That so um, order, too. Yeah, yeah, it's the... This game was is not... There's just not much to this game, and that's sort of, I think, the big and drawback I, to I, it. I will concede that, but I also do have a theory that this is basically just kind of like baby's first fighting game. <laughs> like, I, I, I think it's meant to be something, like, simple and accessible that anyone can pick up. And to that end, I think it's really successful, and I think it's it's something that, like, you can play and have fun with. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed playing the multiplayer, like, a lot. Yeah, um, I think what this game, I think, I wouldn't change, honestly, I wouldn't change much about this game aside. I would put one more kind of attack in mm-hmm. this game. The fact that your only attack is your B button regular punch sort of makes all the characters feel very samey. Yeah. Um, and just, like, one sort of special attack with some kind of meter or like a leap attack. I don't know, something like that to sort of give a slight more feeling of strategy. And I want it to be four player. Yeah. You do that, I'm happy with your game. I still don't think it's great, but... I'm going to send them a letter right now. Yeah, you guys Um, go back in time, reprogram your game, and then release it. And then we will cover it on the show. Guys, should we write a sitcom about a time-traveling mailman? Oh, we've already started. Oh, yes. (laughs) It begins! <laughs> all right. I do have to give it some defense, though, with the... I do absolutely agree with all of that, 100%. Um, but there was a little bit of workaround that I noticed with the items. Like, you could uh, steal the other person's item midair if you oh. wanted to. And also, instead of picking up the item, you could punch it or shift it into the person, like, slam them into a wall with That's it. That's true. So you, but it's definitely still agree. Like, there needs to be at least one more layer of strategy here like it really does <laughs> it does fall flat after you're playing it for a while like okay i've done the same thing yeah. 20 times now yeah i mean just remember you know we're set to play these games for less than an hour but imagine if this was the game you had and you would just you have a this game has about this game has less than an hour of pleasure to be derived from it i mean i'm definitely Which, glad i lumped this with another game yeah. because i don't think this would have <laughs> stood on its own as an episode <laughs> yes yeah. yes all right, let's uh, – uh, do we have anything else to say about Tom and Jerry? Are we ready to move on to the, the second half of our program? Yeah. <laughs> Phase two. Do we have a commercial break? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, this this week's episode is brought to you by Desk. <laughs> <laughs> and – By Desk. Put computer on. Type. It's, it's, organize. It's heavy. It's wood. <laughs> 
Hey, Our... welcome back to Ultra 64. Yeah, right? oh man, uh, we made so much money from Big <laughs> Desk. <laughs> man, we're really selling out to Big Desk, Steve. I'm not comfortable with this anymore. You know, it's not selling out, it's growing up. Okay? It used to be about the art, now it's just about getting wood. <laughs> You're the Big Desk man over there, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all, let's move on to this next one. It's called Powerpuff Girls Chemical X Extraction. Oh. oh. I was pronouncing the hyphen in there. Got it. Uh, this was released October 14th, 2001. With the title, they didn't know which way you were going. It was a chemical extreme. It could have gone multiple ways. Yeah. So this could have been uh, like a Doritos game. Yep. Uh, so, you think it would be. Yeah. Uh, released October 14, 2001, once again developed by uh, Very Important Shark Interactive and Asylum Entertainment, and published by BAM Entertainment. And this was also released on the good old PlayStation 1. And so, yeah, the, 2001 is pretty late in the N64 life cycle. It's worth, it's worth noting that. There, there were only three more games to come on the N64 after this. This was one of the very last. Uh, Viz we just talked about, of course, and we discussed BAM Entertainment when we played their one other N64 game, Transformers Beast Wars Transmetals. Which we uh, loved. Which, uh, uh, if, if for new listeners and for Blair, this was, for a long time, our very bottom-of-the-list game. <laughs> it made us physically ill to try to play. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, Asylum Entertainment had very limited inter- inter- uh, information on it. From what I could figure out, they were based in the UK. They haven't produced a game since 2012's Horrid Henry. And other than Powerpuff Girls, they developed a few Doctor Who games and some Bob the Builder games. That's it. They're not exciting. Uh, Powerpuff Girls. Let's talk about that. Uh, Powerpuff Girls is the most successful animated program to come from Cartoon Network's What a Cartoon program, created by Fred Siebert in 1995. Did any of y'all watch that when it was on? Yes, it was pretty rad. It was basically like a showcase for original short animated content that doubled as kind of a potential pilot factory for Cartoon Network. So they let animators come on and show their shows, and if they went over well, then Cartoon Network would pick up a pilot. Uh, Dexter's Laboratory, I think, was the first one to come out of that, but there was also Powerpuff Girls, um, Johnny Bravo, Grim Adventures of Bill, uh, Billy and Mandy, Megas XLR, Sheep in the Big City, and Codename Kids Next Door all came from the show. So pretty prolific, pretty influential. Johnny Bravo is such a weird cartoon. I it's love like, Johnny no, Bravo. No, me too. I thought it was a lot yeah. of fun, but you're like, now. hey, here's this <laughs> Elvis-style guy who's trying to score with a bunch of ladies. Like, yeah. you know, it's for kids. For kids. Like, <laughs> yeah, kids right. love that, right? He's, he's What's 100% that? earnest, though. You got to give him yeah. that. Yeah. And, and at least you were never meant to root for him because he's so stupid. Like, yeah, so you're never, like, really supposed to be on his side. But, yeah, that show was great. I feel like a lot of cartoons, especially in what a cartoon, what premiered on what a cartoon, but a lot of that little gap of era, they made a lot of shows where there's not really protagonists. Yeah, yeah, really kind exciting of. as a kid, especially for kids younger than you, even, like, when I was babysitting, it was nice to see that differentiation that you didn't really get before in cartoons. And some shows were like actively hostile to its audience, yeah. you know, around this, around <laughs> yeah, this time, no. like all of, all of these animators around this time were influenced by Ren and Stimpy, which mm. was a very aggressively unpleasant cartoon. <laughs> so we got shows like uh cow and chicken, oh, which boy. like oh, is my. hard to watch and listen to. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, some elements of this, but so Powerpuff Girls was created by a guy named Craig McCracken in 1992 uh, while he was a student at Cal arts. 
Uh, he created a short film called Whoop Ass Stew, <laughs> in which a lonely eugenicist, which, come on, what else could he be? <laughs> He's trying to create perfect people. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Which the- a lonely eugenicist named Professor Utonium, while attempting to create the perfect little girls out of sugar, spice, and everything nice, accidentally <laughs> thus creating the Whoop Ass Girls, <laughs> Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup. So the characters in the core premise would remain the same, but of course they would change the title, uh, probably wisely. <laughs> Uh, by the time it hit what a cartoon and uh, when whoop ass was renamed as the appropriately science fictiony chemical X which this <laughs> game centers around a lot uh, so Cartoon Network picked up the pilot and the show debuted in November 1998 it was an instant smash hit for the network it would go on to run for seven seasons not including the 2016 reboot which also ran for three seasons then there was also a theatrical film in 2002, but that one kind of flopped and no one remembers it. Um, so I was definitely a big Powerpuff Girls guy back in uh, when the show was new, and I've been re-watching it uh, in preparation for this episode, and it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. All, ep- all episodes are on Hulu. It's fucking wonderful. All right, y'all, where, where are y'all on the, uh, the Powerpuff Girls <laughs> spectrum here? Um, I feel like I contribute little here. Um, <laughs> I... I don't. I didn't even know the names of the Powerpuff Girls. You didn't so. know Jeff, Kevin, and Frank? No, <laughs> oh, no. Shit. These are all. These are all new to me. Wow. I Wait, thought it was Kevin Tootsie, <laughs> Tootsie Nunu, and Deborah. Tootsie Nunu Deborah. and Deborah. I wish it was Deborah. <laughs> Blossom Bubbles and Deborah. <laughs> Fucking Deborah. Well, How about you? Was this was this a show for you when you were a kid? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I, God, I was a little older by the time that came out, but I mean, I've, I've never stopped watching cartoons, obviously. <laughs> oh, no, never. So I, I loved it. I was definitely a Buttercup gal myself, um, and a Kevin gal, obviously. Uh, <laughs> who doesn't love, who didn't have the Kevin posters on their wall? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kevin and Deborah, uh, but Buttercup for sure, that's my gal, and him. Oh, him was amazing. Yeah. Like, watching it now, it's like, man, they got away with some, like, really tricky, like, gender stuff. They got yeah. away with some really tricky, like, uh, uh, sexuality stuff on the show. So what? Uh, what's the pro- – I mean, like, I'm super ignorant on this. So what's the premise so, of Powerpuff Girls? Obviously, they're little girls who have superpowers. But, yeah. Like, Blair, you want to take this one? I'll, I'll let you sure. – I, I talk mean, too much. Really, the town is constantly in trouble, and they, there's this adorable little mayor who runs the town. But really, it kind of ends up being the Powerpuff Girls – and Professor X, I guess, kind of juggling this town as a system. And Mojo Jojo is their main villain. But there's all sorts of lesser villains. Some end up working together. Some, some end up even siding with them at certain points. So there's a lot of, like, melee. There's a lot of fighting. But uh, it, it does have an actual real story. And you can watch episodes individually, I feel like. I'm sure you've done that before. But, oh, yeah. I mean, watching it from really from beginning to end... I think that is was the way that I did it, and yeah, yeah. this this and Breaking Bad, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God, it's also why you're not going to get completely fucking lost. Oh yeah, <laughs> I recommend actually watching it. Like the the animation for the fighting is great, but also the writing was wonderful. It is it is genuinely funny. Like it's it's even now like watching as an adult, I'm like, man, this is hilarious. And, and I mean, like you're an adult physically. I'm a but, physical adult, but yeah, not, yeah. not mentally. It might be better now as an adult. Actually, you're catching everything that maybe you didn't quite understand when you were younger. So I think actually yeah. I would like to rewatch it now for sure. And plus, I'm, you're picking up more on like the Sailor Moon influences that are in this. It's it's like it's totally like uh, like a very girl oriented anime mashed up with Ren and Stim- mm. a very boy oriented Ren and Stimpy art style what? and it just so works it, they're still yeah they, they will show moments where they're all of a sudden little girls again like they have a bedtime so they do have to get to bed on time they can't eat sugar before bed that kind of stuff so they do mix in a bit of reality that if you are a child watching it you feel like you can relate like i could do that 
Yeah, you know? that's the cool thing. Yeah, they never lose sight of the fact that these are basically, they're kindergartners. Like, they're really little girls, <laughs> but they're just so superpowered, you know? So there's an episode where they have to fight a guy who's made entirely of roaches. <laughs> uh, and they're still superpowered, but they're still grossed out by roaches, so they can't get near him. And they refuse to squish bugs because they're sweet, so they can't really fight him. So, I don't know, they have to come out with ways to come out with that. So it's really clever. It's a really sweet show. Uh, have you watched the reboot? I I feel like I saw one episode when it first came out, but I haven't had an actual television for quite a few years. And Cartoon Network is definitely one of those channels that you have to pay extra for. Exactly. It's very annoying. Uh, And yeah, but uh, yeah, I haven't seen any of the new. I heard some kind of mixed things about it. I don't know. Just saying like they, they, they pare down the fighting a lot and they have new like voice actors and everything. It's just not as good. That's what I hear. But it might be fun. I'm glad they're trying. I'm glad they're trying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, Craig McCracken, he went on to create a few more successful shows like Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends and Wander Over Yonder, but he never quite matched the success of Powerpuff Girls or the success of his wife, Lauren Faust, who created My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Oh. <laughs> so that's a, that's a whole other can of worms. Uh, as far as video games, all told, there were 13 Powerpuff video games wow. uh, released, uh, and pretty much all of them have been critical and commercial failures. Uh, most of them were released on games. Game Boy Color. It's strange to think that no one's really gotten this formula right, and I think it's kind of the same reason why no one's gotten Superman right. Like, they're too overpowered to be fun to play, you know? I don't know if that's the problem with this game, Yeah, there might be some other problems. I would would say the reason (laughs) that nobody's gotten this right is because nobody's put any effort into these games. That could be it. That could be it. I might be uh, giving them a little bit too much credit. You know what? I totally agree. I think that this game... I mean, I don't want to say too much yet, but it felt like an insult to the person playing it and to the people that made it. Like, what? You could have just erased it. I would have been more happy with you saying, never mind, we're sorry, it didn't work out. Then you just this fucking abomination. Yeah. Like, if if the game ended abruptly midway and it was just an image of a developer shrugging, I would have liked it better. (laughs) Because... That TV, like, oops. You're like, sorry. You can't have your money back. Um, But I mean, I feel like this was made by people who don't really understand the vibe of the show either, because there's a plot here. The plot of the show or the plot of the the game is that the Powerpuff Girls are baking a pie. They want the the pie to cook faster. So they put chemical X in it. Mojo Jojo steals the pie, gives slices of it to all of his villain friends, and they get superpowers. And so now you need to beat the tar out of them to get their getting the chemicals out of them. So it's worth noting, right from when you beat up, when you start up this game. Right from when you beat up the game. You beat up the game, which I was about to do. Oh, yeah, very much this so. This game is, probably has the worst looking menu of any game I've ever oh, seen. Ever. It's, the, the color palette, they're like, okay, we have this bright white cityscape, which is fine in the back, but like, what kind of text are you going to put over your bright white cityscape? Oh, How can about, I suggest bright white? Yes. yes. Wonderful. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's give you a promotion. And so it's super, it's incredibly hard to read. I couldn't read one thing on the option menu. No. I I have never had this problem of being unable to read an option menu. We had to close our eyes and commune with the TV spirits to figure out exactly what we were <laughs> and doing. And so you went to story mode, which we finally figured out was, I mean, there's only three, there's only three options. There's only story, simulator. I couldn't read simulator. I didn't know what I was saying. Yeah. Which is your multiplayer mode or um, options. We went to story mode and then... That story that you're just describing is just 
text in a super horrible, weird font. Yeah, oh, I don't know what this font is. I'm like... nearsighted already, and I'm reading it off of a giant TV. Yeah, yeah is this same. A, how is this so impossible? Yeah, it's impossible to read. Like, like uh, what taking looked like taxing. Yeah, like there were there were a couple of times where I had to stop. I'm like, I we thought that adding cannot... was ruining. Yeah. Ruining, we're like, yeah, how yeah, are yeah. they ruining a pie? What what they're what ruining things mean? to a pie? Atrocious. Let's not forget that the writing wasn't even revised in any way before they just decided to throw it up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's it, no no cutscene or anything. You get kind of the sense that maybe the PlayStation version had a little animated cutscene here explaining this, but yeah. uh, uh, we just get text on the screen that goes on for five goddamn pages of hard to read text, and uh, then you just dropped into the fight. So, <laughs> so yeah, now it's it it begins. It begins, and you you choose one of the Powerpuff Girls to play as, and you're who? What's the name of the big? The big beefy guy with the oh, he's a uh, is it Billy? Is that Billy the big green guy? Yeah, I think. I feel it's... like there's something like the word scruffy or something in there. Oh, fl- Fluffy's a later guy. He's oh. the he's the he's the guy with the big. So yeah, I think it's you Billy. Go to his farm or no? You go to his farm. Oh fuck! What is his name? Maybe big, say Billy. Oh, I have I haven't written down. It is Big Billy. It's okay, big Billy. okay, sure. So yeah. Yeah. So you show up in City Hall with Big Billy, and you you were playing by yourself here, and he just walks over and starts kicking you. Yes. And he's just <laughs> kicking you, and you are just standing there getting kicked. And I'm like, God damn, you're bad at this game, Steve. <laughs> like, and then you're like, and then he just kicked you so many times. Uh huh. And then and then I punch him like three times, and I win. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're and then and then you hand off the controller to me. You're like, okay, you play. Um. And then the guy comes over and he starts kicking me repeatedly. And you can't fucking move when the guys are kicking you. They just oh. kick and punch and you just stand there going, ow, ow, ow. And you're like, why won't it let me move? All right. I, I, I think we really need to emphasize right here. Okay. This is one of the most like shockingly disparate. Like this is a great kind of uh, two-part thing because you can put these games together and see like, all right, this is what happens when the game works. And this is what happens when the game doesn't work. They're functionally the same. Yeah. It's the same style of gameplay. It's based on like picking up items and throwing out at each other and it's a little arena-based thing. But Tom and Jerry is fast and it's intuitive and you understand what you're doing. And Powerpuff Girls took us four stages to figure out how to pick something up. Down uh, C. Constantly- the very intuitive <laughs> button of down C. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you, you never go right yeah, to down C, yeah. right? I could punch, things, punch the items at people, but how the fuck did you actually pick it up? You press down C, which yeah. uh, is that. not... It's not intuitive. Yeah, wow. there's no way to know that. Oh, and like uh, the Z button is your jump because now you have A and B, yeah. which are your punch and kick, which seem functionally the same. Seem functionally the same, but you know it's it's granting your wish. I think well, you I wished mean, on a ba- monkey's paw. I know. And yeah, Tom it was and Jerry, super you funny because I'm attack. like, you know what I want? And Tom and Jerry is another attack. And this game lets you jump, jump yep. attack, punch or kick, and have a special attack. Yet it. It's all awful. It's all awful. It totally it, ruins it. It just completely Even does. I mean, work. laser eyes. It's still terrible. Yeah, you know that's a, that's a thing. That's another thing that should be cool. Every character has their own unique special yeah, power, which is another thing I wanted. So you you run around the stage, and occasionally you can grab these black vials of Chemical X. Uh, and if you have three, then you can press, uh, what R. was it? R. You press R and you get your special power attack. If you're the Powerpuff Girls, it's laser eyes. If you're other people, it's other Billy things. does a big belly flop. Yeah. They hit the ground. One of the ladies just kind of screams and runs around. Oh, yeah. And then someone shoots seduce, acid. Sedusa shoots like slime <laughs> at you. Yeah, there's there's a couple different, like, and that's, uh, I, in theory, that's cool, but it doesn't work very well. And you're constantly just kind of scrambling around trying to get these vials. And also, if you take any damage, the vials fall out of you, which is weird because it's yeah. like 
Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's the idea is you sort of want to knock the vials out of your opponent and then go grab them. Yeah. But yeah. You know, or like You'll use yeah. your special, and then your vials will just drop, and then you run and pick them up again and use the special Yeah, that's again. the thing. You're, you're not using up the chemicals when you use your special power. You're just dropping them on the ground. You use your power, and then you can just immediately run around a circle and get them again yeah. uh, if the person stops kicking you for two seconds, and you can run around. Well, yeah, but, when oh, you're, like, a thousand times slower than the other character for some fucking reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not sure it, why. Even when you're flying, you're still, like, a snail's pace. <laughs> And again, something that should be cool. You're flying, you know, but like all told, I would have preferred the multi-tiered structure from Tom and yeah. Jerry, which was like, I didn't need flying in that. We had a nice double jump and we had nice multiple levels to play on. This one's mostly a flat plane, except for some couches you can stand on uh, or maybe like a plinth. Is that is that what that's called? A plinth? Oh, I, yeah, I don't know yeah. what that is. A dais, a dais maybe. Yeah, oh, <laughs> an awning? Yeah. That's, that's, that's as advanced as my <laughs> vocabulary gets for furniture. A, a pergola? Oh my gosh, I am outdone. <laughs> a gazebo? A gazebo, sure. Okay. Wow, sure, why not? A little zany, okay? You're getting a little out there. With sorry, that. sorry. We'll, we'll tone it back in to talk about power pop. Making up power. words yeah. like gazebo. <laughs> All right, who are the characters we get in this? We get uh, the three Powerpuff Girls, Blossom Bubbles Buttercup. We get Big Billy. We get Sedusa. We get Princess Morbucks, Fuzzy Lumpkins, Ace, Mojo Jojo, and him. Him being the uh, cross-dressing devil man who is oh. awesome. Uh, is he a secret character? Uh, yeah, I think we hate we a secret character. We didn't fight him. We did not unlock him. Um, um, so, yeah, you, you get uh, ten different... It's not even ten different stages. But it was like eight stages. Yeah, it was eight stages. Uh, and they're all less. pretty bland. It doesn't... Yeah, the environments don't... The weapons don't change like they did in Tom and Jerry, depending well, on the environment. No, they I did mean, a little bit, didn't they? Like, I, I guess do there's not. They don't. They just the skin is different, but they don't do anything different. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, like in Tom and Jerry, the weapons were slightly different. Like even if you throw a tomato, like there's just a, it's it does less damage than throwing a chair, and there's yeah. a little effect on there. Yeah, and then it's difference between ranged and melee weapons. Yeah, yeah. This had nothing. This had no difference, and that goes with the entire game. You really, it just looked like a bunch of shapes, and they like stretched. Like real what? skin, like it looks like they stretch skin over everything. Yeah. The items they do literally the same thing. It's just so. Absurd. Here's a question about the graphics for this game. Yeah, why does this game, aside from the horrible color palette, there's so many times in this game where like there's the yellow timer on top of your yellow background, or yeah. it's just the color palette is awful in this game. But why does this game look so much worse than Tom and Jerry? That's that's the, like they that, just that's... Ed Geened it. They just Ed Geened it. They just took some skin, and it didn't matter what the shape was. They just stretched that same exact skin over everything. It's David Cronenberg's Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> because yeah, some, like, somehow the animation in Tom and Jerry looks like the cartoon. It looks reminiscent of it, where this just looks like a very bad... This looks like a bad video game version of Powerpuff Girls. Well, I, it, I think some of it has to do with the character design, because... There's something up in because the same thing we found the same thing with South Park. Like, yeah, this has South like Park that gross PS1 style. Yeah, South Park characters do not look good in 3D. They just oh. look kind of like dumpy and weird. And I think Powerpuff Girls have a similar thing. And I'm gonna go out on a limb. I think it's the ears. I think it's the lack of ears. Oh, huh. Okay. That's, okay. That's that's what's uh, throwing us off. And that's why Simpsons look weird too because yeah. the ears are too small. Wow, I'm gonna have to look at that again. That, I bet it is the ears. I bet that's a huge part of it. Yeah, and I mean you've you've got some experience in like character design you've and like artwork and stuff like ears. that. You've yeah, got some experience with ears. Yeah, is character design, and I mean every it was kind of distracting in the game actually because it was so soulless. And yeah. a lot of times, no matter what you're doing, the character does kind of face directly at the camera for some fucking reason, and yeah. it just feels like there's one of those like black eyed children staring at you. 
Yeah. So, and what the hell is with the camera in this game? Again, something that seems so functional in Tom and Jerry, the camera's moving all around in this when yeah. you try to play. It's zooming in and out. There's so many times where it, it's sort of focused on a garbage can yeah. that you're standing behind and you can't see anything. I love there's so many, like, you win screens where you're, like, completely obscured by something in the foreground. Also, yeah. what the fuck? There's got to be something wrong with the actual AI or something because there's so many times where... You can't get a kick in edgewise because, as no. you were saying earlier, like they just once they start repetitively hitting it is you, it's so get out. frustrating. It's, it's one like, of oh, you win out of nowhere. It just yeah, there's the I there's fewer frustrating moments in it's like you know imagine playing Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom against someone who's really good at it. Sure, and you suck, and they just start juggling you, and also and you don't have a controller. Yeah, and they're hitting you with this hundred hit combo, and you're like. Hmm, this isn't really that fun. No. That's like this every time against the computer. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's but ridiculous. The thing that's weird is despite that, it's still a super duper easy game yeah. because you can do the same thing to the computer. I literally beat this beat a fight with my eyes closed. Yeah, yeah. You I did. was you so bored. I'm like, hey, I wonder if I could win with my eyes closed. And I just started jamming the kick button and the guy just walked into my foot and died eventually. Yeah. And yep. All yeah. you have to do apparently is hit them once. I mean, he. Was, I was just taking some notes, and by the time I looked up, he'd completed uh, Buttercup's levels 100%. Yeah. And that's the other irritating thing. If you want to unlock anything in the game, you have to beat it three times. You have to beat the whole game in the same exact order with each of the girls. I mean, it's only a 20-minute game. But... Right, but that's still 20 minutes you can't get back. Yeah. If you, you know? did, like the first 20 minutes, why would you want to repeat that multiple times? Right. Because it is literally the same. It, it beats you into submission. It, it, it wears down your resistance with... Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, you know what I just realized the characters in this look like. It, you know, it's that you know that episode of the show where like the the criminals are like putting on the Powerpuff Girl costumes to go yes, do crime. Totally. All the characters in this look like that. Yes. They all look like they're wearing bad like like Hollywood Boulevard like uh, 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 suits of the Powerpuff oh my Girls. <laughs> my nightmare. I have a, a terrible fear of people wearing those full body costumes with the heads. And you know they stink so bad in there. So much is because of that. <laughs> and you know who the real villain in this game was. The people that fucking made it. That's <laughs> real true. Well, they are counting their money all the way to the, um, let me check my notes, uh, Poor House. Never <laughs> mind. this uh, game did made, not sell that well. The game made no money. It came out less than a month after 9-11 when people were not buying <laughs> video games. It came out uh, right at the tail end of the America N64 was not yet cycle. ready to laugh for <laughs> with power. This game, with you know, this game is what makes me sure we definitely live in a simulation. <laughs> better simulation than that fucking game is <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah see that, that's what my day-to-day life looks like like i'm usually just in my living room punching little girls so <laughs> it's pretty true to my life you know oh yeah. random aside i also in this game if you play the two-player mode yeah this game yeah. No, also no four-player mode again what the um, fuck <laughs> so you can share it with all your friends. Um, if yeah. you play the two-player mode and one player selects a Powerpuff Girl, the other player has to pick a villain. Yeah. You can't fight the Powerpuff Girls against each that other. That is so weird. Yeah. I mean, you can I fight guess, two villains against each other. But... To be fair, the girls kind of like look similar. So, I mean, mm. I guess this cuts out any kind of potential to confuse which I just, I don't think they wanted to... You can't understand what you're looking at, so... Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's that's Powerpuff Girls Chemical Extraction. Uh, I hated it. What did y'all? Yeah, yeah, we all there. We all on that same page. It was yeah. It, it was surprisingly it was surprisingly bad for um, being such a similar game to one that we played and enjoyed mildly. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was it's it was not it was clearly not a tested game. It reminds me of. 
it reminds me of the level of garbage that you played at NES times. Yeah. Where you're oh like, oh, <laughs> clearly nobody put any effort into testing this game. Yeah. Or put any effort in trying to make it fun they or They had polished. a license. The yeah. hit detection in this game is awful. I, yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen a worse animated hit detection. Like, you will punch and there will be... An inch of air, mm-hmm. two inches of air between your two characters. And that's There's not no that's contact. not an inch in like in game perspective. That's yeah. like an inch on the that's TV. A, yeah, exactly. Like, like, improv game fighting. Yeah, scary. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's just oh, it's just wretched. It's just wretched, and it really shits on the the license, which is a really great license. And, um, yeah, made me very angry. Yeah. Sorry, Craig McCracken. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry, dude. He's not a friend of yours, is he? No, no but okay. I, I would love that. Um, I think yeah. the only note I wrote down was, worst game I ever played, dot, 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 I'm insulted as an artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think... For, yeah, for those of you who don't, you know, play a bunch of garbage like Steve and I do, mm-hmm. this is this would be a legitimate content. This is game is right up there with really terrible, it's terrible games. Really shitty. Um, your worst games. I gotta know now. I'm not gonna well, episodes yet. Well, good news. Let's move on to yeah. our rankings. So uh, at the end You're of every about episode, to hear about some worst we games. rank the games that we just played. Uh, we are up to so many. Blair, luckily, it's going to be easy for you. You just have to rank which one of these two games was better than the other. I have a sneaking think. suspicion I know which way you're going to go. Uh, but we have 145 games on this list right now, so we are just about at the halfway point. Nice. Uh, so I am going to start us off. Uh, I'm going to say Powerpuff Girls is going to go at number 143. Woo! Okay. That means it just it's just above Transformers Beast Wars Transmills. Okay. That means there are only three worse games in the system than Powerpuff Girls Chemical Extraction. Yep. It's a big wet fart of a game. Do not play it. No one likes it, and no one will like you if you make them play it. And I'm sorry, Blair. I'm very sorry. Tom and Jerry, on the other hand, I am going to go to bat for. Nice. Uh, I really enjoy- gonna I'm going go to go to frying- Tom bat for. You're going to go to frying pan for it. Yeah, Tom bat. I'm yeah. going to go to Mad Cat go Tom bat for it. <laughs> I I really enjoyed it. I think it's very well made. I think it's it's fast paced and pleasant to play, and I enjoyed my experience with it. So it's my new number twenty five. Oh my god! It's, uh, it's oh, right god. below Star uh, Starcraft sixty four and right above Extreme <laughs> yeah, oh G. Oh my god! Yeah, you know Steve. what? Uh, uh, Yolo hashtag <laughs> whatever. I'm I'm throwing that out there. Uh, Tom and Jerry is a secret little gem on this system. Sorry, everybody, <laughs> suck it. Oh, absolutely. Woody, um, contradict me. Yeah, let me see your phone again. Yeah, I, yeah. I, in in our talking, in our discussing of um, the Powerpuff Girls game, I have decided to rank it lower it because just, lower just, just the discussing of oh made me realize how shitty it is. Yep. Um, but so first off, you're crazy in your Tom and Jerry rating. Tom and Jerry, you're, it was it was fine. No, it, it is, was it was fine. Come on, contrast it with the game, the camera, right? You're after. putting it one under so StarCraft, which yes. is like a fantastic game. This is so much. Again, this is if, so if much better play- than I was expecting. Okay, anyway. fair enough. But if you had played this Tom and Jerry game for more than a half hour, you'd be like, okay, I'm pretty sick of this. And so I'm it, gonna put you. I'm gonna test that later. After okay, you time gone, yourself. Gonna, really play it, each other. You can't see it, but it's quite violent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steve has pulled out a branding iron. <laughs> I've snatched. Playing. I've just snatched Woody's weave yeah exactly uh, yeah, so he's uh i'm taking he's off the, the rings yeah. um 
So I'm going to put my uh, Tom and Jerry, which I thought was generous. I'm going to put it at number 97 on what? my list. What? Hey, double digits, baby. Yeah. Which is uh, right under Monopoly because I got bored about ha- halfway through Monopoly, but that's still longer than I would have been willing to play the Tom and Jerry game. And again, I like the Tom and Jerry game. Okay. I think it was good. I just don't think it was if you if you liked good. it, tell it to your list. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, well, I do agree with you a hundred percent on the Powerpuff Girls game. That game was awful, awful, awful. Um, I'm gonna put it at number a uh, hundred and forty, well, one hundred forty-one, which is right above the NASCAR games. Ooh, which we um, hated. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Na- so that that's. Six games are below that on the list. Okay. Um, yeah, because yeah, the NASCAR games, they were so boring. They were very, very boring. Um, and, you know, this game was awful, and but it had a multiplayer that I was willing to play, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It was it was awful. It doesn't matter. When you get to this level of the list, like, who cares if I, it's number 141 or number 42? Let they me all, tell you. I, they all are terrible. I, I think there's going to be very little surprise about what the top 10 games on this system are going to be, but I am very <laughs> curious to see what the bottom 10 is going to look like. Okay, see, I, I feel like the sweet spot I'm curious about is games number 12 through 18. Oh, okay. So that's my mystery zone. <laughs> that's such a well, specific that's zone. That's come out, I bet. Oh, yeah. man. All right, Blair, where are you ranking these? I think we just need to make it official for the for the bursar. I mean, I definitely, out of what I've played, this is the bottom of the list for me. I mean, yep. I, I was yelling, which I do yell at video games a lot, good or bad, just I'm that kind of person when I'm playing. Yeah. But well, I, I, I do not often yell at video games, and I was yelling, yelling at lot. this game. Yeah. yeah. My cat was upset. I was upset. It was a horrible <laughs> night. <laughs> I played it. I'm glad that <laughs> I know no matter what I do in my life, it will be better than this game. So, <laughs> Uh, okay. And I also will be rewatching the show to cleanse my palate. Now I ne- I never want to watch the show. Now no. it ruined it for no. me. No, no. I'm like, oh god, this is oh. based on that video game, isn't it? I might watch some show after after we're done with this, and after I'm done beating Tom and Jerry several times to uh, as a palate cleanser. Yeah, after you finish Let your four know. hour marathon of Tom and Jerry. Let me know what episode you watch. I'll watch the same one and cry. Yes, yeah. excellent. Yeah. Let's do uh, it. Tom and Jerry. It's hard. I wish I had played as many games as you guys have. Like. Really no, you no, you don't. <laughs> I, it's a curse, it's not a, a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I definitely can't wait to see your comprehensive list. Um, Tom and Jerry, I'd say it's similar. Like I don't know if it's number twenty-five out of what I've played, but I, I'd say it's higher than I would have expected. I totally agree with you. And mm. as someone that grew up with the cartoons and a lover of jazz music, I think that it would be. <laughs> Got the money <laughs> on what style was trying to do in the characters. So yeah, yeah. it's pretty high up. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, Blair, come on. You're freaking awesome. Thank you so much for being on here. It's ridiculous that you're here. It's you so cool. awesome. I'm honored. Cool. Uh, this is great. I've been loving I've been loving all the episodes I've been listening to, and nice. I hope it, it never stops, but I guess after 388, you'll have to. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. Wait, uh, there's 388. There's going to be, well, what is it? No, it's going to be like, I thought it was like 300. I only signed yeah. up for like 300, man. I mean, we're going to redo a lot of these. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to do a dedicated Powerpuff Girls replay. Okay, yeah. Um, all the games that we played in multiple episodes, we have to do again. I really. So All-Star <laughs> Baseball 99 gets its own episode. I genuinely do want to play some of these games, like go back and replay some of these games drunk. Like, and yeah, that should yeah. just be the episode. Like, we'll just be, like, wasted. Like, you know, the Powerpuff Girls is pretty good. I feel like oh, I, I can't. Like for this. 
I feel like people have different, like, some people are good drunk podcasters. I feel like I just, I don't feel like that would be me. You're kind of a quiet I, I feel drunk. like I'm a sad drunk. You're, well, yeah, you're just, you're, you're kind of uh, introverted while yeah. I'm like lampshade on the head. So, yeah, yeah. Oh uh, Blair, where can people find your stuff? Where can be uh, drop some plugs on us? I always mess this up every podcast I'm on. I should have written it down this time. I'm going to do it right this time. All right, you got it. You got it. <laughs> so you found me through Twitter, right? So I'll yes, from that Twitter, I'm um, at skeleton underscore blood underscore. Yes, finally got that. Nailed one. it. <laughs> so that one's that one's Twitter, and then uh, on Instagram. My just regular ones at uh, Mandalorian underscore armoire. And then my art one that I am really bad at updating and doing my job at is at uh, Skeleton Blood underscore art, I think. You can find it so on one of the other ones. Just, I, I, I missed. What What is your job? I feel like oh. that oh. should have been discussed maybe sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Um, I mean, I... That was my day job. I'm the puppet coordinator in Robot Chicken for the last few years. It's been wonderful. Um, awesome. I also am part of the Bugman Colts. I'm the artist and designer. And uh, there's a bunch of us. I'm on the board of directors for the next convention we're doing next year. It's going to be great. So you can find um, all, if you want any of that info, you can find that through my Twitter as well. It's become quite the online cult at this point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm super stoked that I met you guys. I mean, I, I mean, I, I will strongly advocate for Blair's Twitter. It's like she's a <laughs> prolific tweeter, and it's always, like, super entertaining throughout the day. Like, I don't I don't know how you find the time. Like, I'm so, like, social media inept, so, like, I'm, I'm still figuring it out. But, yeah, you're, you're a prolific Twitter and really fun to follow. So uh, get, get on there, Twitter user people. Aww. And um, most definitely. And that's where people can buy your artwork as well and hire you for gigs and do yeah, all kinds please. of cool stuff. Hire her for stuff. She's great. Um. <laughs> We also have one plug to drop in here real Ooh, quick. Woody, I'm going to pass this over to you. We have, a, we have some news coming up All here. right, yeah, we don't usually get fun plugs. So I was sitting in the park one day, as I do, trying to read Infinite Jest, which I've tried to do many, many times and have never really gotten the willpower to do it. And I'm like, you know what would help? If we had a podcast. <laughs> so um, I am announcing we are starting the Jest Friends podcast. Oh um, Dig that with, delicious pod. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, with Steve, myself, and uh, Michaela Nicholson, who mm. has been a guest on Ultra 64 a couple times. Absolutely. She's the uh, best. So we're reading through. It's going to be, yeah, we're reading through the book Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace, discussing, you know, some of the strengths of some of the, of the book, some of the weaknesses of it. None of us have ever read it before. No. We're reading as we go. It's 50 pages. Pages an episode covered. Um, it's going to drop. I think every two weeks is the plan, just That's to give you enough time to stay caught up. We hope that people will read along with us. Yeah, if it's think... always been something that you wanted to read but have trouble getting the willpower to do so. This is a good opportunity. Yeah, think of it as a big like audio book club. You yeah, know? you can you can join in with us and then listen and read and and have a good time. And it's it's going to be a kind of a more literary and less uh, me saying the words wet fart uh, on than, than this podcast, but, but you know. That'll still be here. I mean, it's, I've it's totally a silly down. book. It's, it's like 70%. Yeah, yeah. remember, yeah. Infinite Jest is a silly, fun book. Mm. Um, some of the time. Some of the time. Um, and so we try to bring that spirit, too. So if you like so. hearing us talk, that is another opportunity to do so. Absolutely. We'll, we'll have some more specifics about when that's dropping, but we've got a couple episodes in the can, so it's coming up pretty soon. Uh, but, uh, so just to keep an eye out on your podcast machine for just friends, it's going to be a fun one, everybody. Well, 
thank you once again to our fantastic, amazing guests. And we hope to have you back someday. Yeah, you were awesome. Play a better game. Oh, please, I'd love to. You guys are the best. Yeah, and more I- cartoon games. We have this game Perfect. Superman coming up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, tune in next week. I pulled a little bit of an audible on the schedule because if you've been paying attention to the news, our kick-ass women's soccer team has just won their second consecutive Steve. World Cup. Steve. There's no audibles in soccer. That's a I'm pulling that a is... soccer audible. <laughs> a soccer. And uh, so to to commemorate the occasion, we are going to be playing the one and only female centered sports game on the N64, and that's Mia Ham Soccer 64. To commemorate the occasion, what? like this is the most meaningful thing for them. Yeah. They know they the women's soccer team has finally hit the big time because they are being commemorated on Ultra 64, <laughs> the podcast, a 20 year old game that no one played. But yeah. we're playing Mia Ham Soccer 64, and we're also throwing in a game called World Cup Soccer 98 just to round things out a little bit. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we're roughly in the zeitgeist. I mean, yeah. it'll be like two weeks past at that point, but hopefully people are still talking about Megan Rapinoe because that lady is awesome. Anyway, everybody, thank you uh, for tuning in, and I am going to go hit someone with a mallet right now um, to commemorate cartoons. Ah, horrible screamer! Ah, <laughs> no, thank you. Yes, that's, that's good. Uh,